water, you need to have uh, a, a radio on batteries, and you need to have a, a, a flashlight on, on batteries to make sure that you can survive the first 36 hours. Things like that. That's simple things. But it starts there. The, the realization that not everything is planable, not everything is going to be hunky-dory in the next 20 years. I'm not saying it is going wrong tomorrow, but we have to realize it's not a given that we are in peace. So what are we, what are we going to do? Here we go. Let me Here ask you a question. Go. Are you, could, could you live for 36 hours? I've lived 36 for 47 hours, could years. You make it? Could you make it if the apocalypse hits? Are you good? Because he said, yeah, I'm good. You're going to have to, the first 36 hours is critical. Could yeah. you, could you make it 36 I'm hours? good. I, I was a Marine. I can't. A hundred percent are good. I don't think I could. I, I, I think I, I've landed on I'm pre-trib. If we're talking Jesus is coming. <laughs> right. But if it's post-trib, guess what? What? I'm still pre-trib. Because right. I'll, I'll be dead within four days. You would make it. There's no way. I, th- I believe in you. There's I think no you way. would make it. I, I struggle getting the dog poop out of the backyard. And they're not even my dogs. <laughs> I'm the one that has to go out, scoop it up, throw it over the fence. But you get it done. I get it done. But I'm telling you, I heard that. I, I just... I just want you to listen one more time if you don't mind just just, no, sure. just listening because i would i would love batteries and you need to have a uh, a flashlight on, on batteries to make sure that you can survive the first 36 hours i just don't think i can do it you don't have batteries for your flashlight we do That's but they don't said. work i know but uh, but i went I, I listened to that the other day and i, I went uh, you know what i did what? i went to check my batteries right. none of them work you know what though you have and a you flashlight know, on your phone I, I know and you know what i I go, I go to do that and it it needs charging and you know what the flashlight on my phone won't work because if the electricity in my house is not working i can't charge my phone why do you i don't understand why the flashlight is the most important thing in an apocalypse maybe because zombies are scared i don't know but i did listen to that and and that is not my point my point is not can a flashlight save you my point is are you could you survive 36 hours if at all so if there's no electricity no water no food you could make it 100 percent. yeah and my family would too really yeah okay i'm a fighter okay yeah. So, uh, so I heard that, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. And I, I went. Could. I looked at the batteries. Guess what? Well, I got I got AAA batteries. You know what kind of batteries my flashlight needs? D. I was gonna say C or D at least. Yeah. And, and so, so I go to look for that. I, I do. I have I have C batteries, but only one. Right. You need at least two. So I'm not even prepared. If it goes down this way, if you're listening and it went down Thursday <laughs> or it's going down right now, just say a prayer. I I, I won't make it. Just make a dollar general. I think general I could do run. without food. Right. Like I've done that. Speaking of food, oh God. how are you doing in your diet? Okay, so I have been doing well, mm-hmm. and then w- you and I went off this weekend, and I did not do well. Okay. Uh, but then yesterday, I got back up on the horse and did well. Okay, so when you got on the horse, how much right. did you weigh? Uh, two, I don't know. the scale's missing. I don't know where it's I don't, at. I can't because the scale is missing, I'm, so I what think do you th- I'm probably do you th- down to 250. What do you think you weigh legit? Do you, you think you've lost weight this week or gained? Because I'm I, not going to weigh you and put you down celebrating you. Do you think if we weighed you today, you would have gained or lost or stayed the same? It, I would have stayed the same. So I, I didn't do well. I ate wings. I ate a burger, french fries, that kind of stuff, which I stay away from that. 
And you know when that was happening, because most people don't know that, that we went out of town together. Right. Can we talk about that yeah, later? That was, yeah, sure. It's, a, it's the first time I've ever really stayed in a hotel with another man, and I got things I just need to discuss there. No, and, and I was... I, I want to talk okay, to you Okay, we'll talk it. about it. We'll yeah. talk about it. But but first, let's get back to, can you make it 36 yeah, hours? Yeah, I, I have no issues with I'm that I'm going to call my daughter, because I, I will say this. If if my daughter is anywhere in the vicinity, I will make it. Which which daughter? Not like you. I love what you said. You said, hey... I'm a Marine and, and my, my wife and kids will make it. And I'm like, I'm a preacher. My family's dying. Now, Olivia, my oldest, I think she could survive because she could birth things. She could birth chinchillas and raccoons and eat them. Doesn't she do that uh, really cold ice bath outside? She's doing ice ice baths. And so I think she could make her husband. Nah, ain't no way he could make it. Michael would make it. Come on. Come on. No, no. Michael, Mike. No, no, man. I have all faith in Michael. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't. (laughs) He looks cool. Like, he looks like a woodsman. He's got the long beard, the long hair, the Drives a truck. It's like, don't mess with him. He'll right. kill you. No, he he won't. She will. Yeah, he won't kill you. I believe his kid Michael. could kill you. Johnny right. Love. She she. Yeah, I wouldn't you. mess with J Lo. Yeah. She. You know what? She's already doing calculus. Right. She she's barely three, but soon she's to be smarter three. Than I am. She's smarter than both yeah. of us, it, and the whole family knows it. We're yeah. like, hey J Lo, why don't you pray over the meal in Hebrew? Right. She can do it. Yeah. Latin, Olivia can bring it. Victoria K. Right. If there's not coffee, right. she's not going to make it. <laughs> if there's no toilet, she won't make right. it. Because as soon as she drinks coffee, she's got to go to the bathroom. She so it would be like, no, don't eat or drink because she couldn't fight because she would be going to the bathroom. A toilet's a big thing for her? Oh, yeah. She, she could never go to Africa she's with bubble, me She's bubble guts. I'm yeah. going to call my daughters. I will say Stella. Stella could outrun you, outwit you. Run you over with her car? Run you over with her car. I, I feel like if I was with Olivia or if right. I was with Stella, right. survival. And my, my third daughter, I, I think, uh, me and Lucy are dead. Okay. I was uh, going to say your other daughter, Sophia, she would kill people. She's an expert. Yeah. Most people don't know this. I'm going to call her in a minute, but I'm going to call Lucy because I just want to talk to them about the end of the world and are they prepared. Last week we talked about gas stations. Right. And such great advice. For this week, end of the world. Hello. Hey, honey. Hey. Are you traveling home? Yeah, I'm about to get on 520. Ooh, we're on the Mark and Phil show and we knew you were traveling. We wanted to say Hello. Hello. We're talking about, we opened up with uh, an, an army general of NATO saying that we need to be prepared for 36 hours should war come and things like that. Do you think you could survive 36 hours if the apocalypse hit? Um, absolutely not. Good, because I said uh, that. Wolverine calls from getting kidnapped at a gas station is not going to save me from an apocalypse. Yeah, I said the exact same thing. I said, if you want to know who's going to die in the family, it's going to be me and Victoria Kate. I don't have any life skills. I'm book smart. I'm not life smart at all. But but not apocalyptic survival smart. No, I would fully rely on the Holy Spirit and good Samaritans to help me. Could you? So you couldn't make it thirty six hours. I could make it six. Okay. Good. Okay. And how? Let's since we're talking about your your survival rate, how do you do traveling? with what you describe of yourself as bubble guts. What did you say? You cut out. Okay. How do you do when you travel with what you say about bubble guts? Tell our viewers, like, because when you say I can't survive 36 hours, I'm thinking, but you can survive a five-hour car trip. Like, but but what, what happens when you travel? 
Every time. Well, every time. Okay, first of all, this is not ladylike, so I really don't know if I should talk about it. You should. Because you mentioned bubble guts. First, the viewers need to know what bubble guts are. Please. It is when you, all of a sudden, you really, 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 really have to go to the bathroom. And not number one, you really got to do number two. And it hits you at the most inconvenient times. And every time I'm traveling and there's no gas station in sight, I get the bubble guts. Mm-hmm. It just happens. And what and do you do? do about it. I pray. I pray until I can make it to a gas station or I just pray that <laughs> the urge goes away. Okay. It's so, awful. Gas so, station bathrooms are terrible. Then that leads me right back to I could get kidnapped at one of these little southern gas stations down here. I could because I did say as your father, I said Victoria Caton couldn't survive 36 hours because she would have bubble guts and have to stop and go to the bathroom constantly. She couldn't fight. Yeah, I'd get the nervous um, bubble guts. Mm-hmm. It would just happen. There's no, I wouldn't be able, I'd be the first one to go. So where are you driving from and to? Where are you going from and to? I'm coming from Sylvania, and then I've actually got to go to work. So South Georgia to West Georgia, yeah, to, I guess. To Atlanta it's like area. a four-hour drive. How are you handling the bubble guts right now? Well, it's fine because I prayed and it went away. Oh, good. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, God does care about the small things. Have you ever prayed and the bubble guts did not go away? Oh, yeah. And what did you do? Uh, one time I was on the way to school when I was still in college. And again, the, the, the bathrooms from Villa Rica to Carrollton are no bueno. Yeah, no bueno. And they did, it did not go away. So I thought I was going to have to go in my pants. So I ran in this restroom on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Not even ran in the restroom. I ran to the gas station. Mm-hmm. And their restroom was closed. Mm-hmm. And what did you do? So I can hardly, I could hardly walk. <laughs> I, it just was bad. I started sweating. Okay. And then I ran back to my car. And then I had about a five-minute drive longer to get to the QT, which is a, mm-hmm. that's a step up. Mm-hmm. And I made yeah. it to the QT. And then I was just late to class because you have to do what you have to do. But you didn't mess in your pants, though, right? Oh, no. You I, made I it. could never. Well, I would go squat in the woods before I did that. Okay, so let me ask one quick question. I'll let you go. When you take a trip, like from Villa Rica to Carrollton, or do you plan, hey, I know where the restrooms are along the way? Oh, uh, yeah. You always know where one is at. Okay. You know where the good ones are and the bad ones are. When you're like me, you have to know. So you could be a help if the apocalypse hits because you could let people know, I know where a bathroom's at. Yep, you okay. gotta go. You know who to come to. All right. Well, I love you, and I bless you with a great this trip on the way home. This is not ladylike, Dad. No, but it's real life, honey. So nice. There's there's probably other women going. Oh my oh God, gosh. I get the bubble guts too. Yeah, so, it's a thing. It's a real thing. And but now, yes, I love you. And now they know if you get bubble guts, pray and make sure you know where all the restrooms are. Yep, you gotta pull them up on your GPS. All right. Be ready. Be careful. Call me when you get home. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. That, that's what I mean by it. she couldn't make it 36 hours. Speaking before we call the expert, Brian, have you ever had the bubble guts? No. Never? No, I don't get the bubble guts. Really? So yeah, you've never I'm, been in the Marine Corps and thought, I got to go now? I mean, not really. Not like what she just described. Oh. 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm a very, my digestive system is very almost to the moment. Like I, at the same time every day, I know even, now there may be something that I eat from time to time or maybe I get sick, but I'm a pretty uh, clockwork kind this of This is going to be shocking. Okay. I don't talk about this much, but I want to, I had the bubble guts once. It did not go well. Yeah. What'd you do? I used to run a lot, shocking looking at me, right? right? A lot. Right. Uh, it would be nothing to come home and do five miles, six miles. And okay. so I was going to do a seven mile run with a friend. Right. He lived two miles away. So I said, oh, I'm going to leave my house. I'm going to run to your house. Okay. So at, at two miles, I'm going to pick you up. Okay. And then we're going to run five more together. Okay. He said, cool, let's do it. So I took off. I did my two miles. I was, I was strolling. I was thin back then. I looked felt. I could have made it 36 hours because I could have just ran the whole time. So what, what had happened that afternoon is I had eaten Chinese. Okay. Now that. Right. Is how the end of the world could possibly come. Yeah. Is people who have bubble guts eat Chinese. And I would like to say, if you do have bubble right. guts, never eat Chinese and not have an escape plan. Okay. So if you're walking into, yeah, hey, Chinese food, all you can eat buffet. Right. Uh, you need to think if you have bubble guts, this go eat it. Don't be afraid. All right. Don't be, don't be in fear. Right. Enjoy it. Sure. But you need to be thinking, I need an escape hatch. Okay. I didn't think that. I, I didn't I didn't have that kind of wisdom. So I take off. I, I pick up David. His name was David. Right. I pick him up and we we take off to do the other five miles. We're strolling. Okay. Because now it's kind of competitive, right? Sure. Like who's going to outrun this five miles with each other? So we're kind of sure. trading off. He's in front. I'm in front. Of course. Guess what happened? What's that? Mile, mile, mile four and a half. What do you think happened? I'm, I'm assuming bubble guts. Where do you think you handle bubble guts when you're in the middle of nowhere on a long stretch of road and the bubble guts hit it's you? It's got to be some kind of uh, woodsy area, I would you think. You just peel off into the woods and you say to your friend, hey, bro, I got to go. <laughs> Keep running. I'll catch up with you. I'll be back. He starts laughing. Right. He doesn't help me. Right. He doesn't bring toilet paper. I have no toilet paper, right. but you heard Victoria Kate. Right. If you got to go, I'd rather go in the woods than my pants. You just got to go. And so I just hauled off in the woods. I found a tree. Okay. I had a good moment with the Lord. Right. Thank you, God, that I, I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> Bless the land right. of the living with my bubble guts. Yeah. And then I had a, guess what? What? Well, you got to clean up. Right. I got no toilet paper. Nobody told me if you're going to run a long way, you right. should take paper with you. Sure. So guess what? Uh, sock. Had to or, use a sock. Yeah. And so when I come running back, I did catch up with David because right. once I was good to go, I right. like I got to catch him and I caught up with him and, <laughs> and he goes, man, what happened? I said, dude, I just felt sick all of a sudden. I right. didn't call it bubble guts in because I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> right. I do now. I have a kid and, and he starts, he, he doesn't encourage me. Right. He just starts laughing. Right. And he's like, well, what'd you do, man? I said, well, I had to go, bro. And, and we're running right. like we're not we don't stop to chat we're running sure and i, I had to go bro I, I said i just didn't feel good he said well what'd you wipe with I had to go i said i walked with my sock right and he looked down right and sure enough i have one sock on and one sock off sometimes it just works out that and way and he goes oh man oh one sock right and so do you know for the next two years i ran with one sock really yeah Why? it kind of just as a, as a act of humor oh every time i ran i got one sock on and it did remind me of this uh, i don't ever want to have to get there again because right. I'll only have one sock. Right. Right. Okay. And uh, and then I got so confident in my running I never wore socks. And guess what? Look what? look right here. Oh god. What, what, what's going on right there? Yeah, you have no socks on. No socks. No socks. I never okay. wear socks. You know why? Why? Confident now. 
I feel real confident that uh, I'm not going to ever have to use a sock again. And if you're listening, I'd like to encourage you that uh, I've, I've conquered the bubble guts. That makes you confident? Not wearing no socks? Not wearing no socks. Not wearing no so socks. if you see me walk by right. and you're like, he has no socks, it's not a fashion statement. Okay. If you see me on a Sunday and go, he's preaching in no socks, right. you just need to think, hey, he's conquered his it's bowels. It's a confident thing. In his bowels. Okay. So uh, I learn something new every week. Well, it's my children, right? Yeah. So now I want to call the expert because we started out 36 hours. This kid, I'm telling you, is an expert in survival. Which one is this? Sophia. Oh, okay. Hey, dear. Hello. Mark and Phil show. Hello, Mark and Sue. Thank you for answering. I appreciate that. Listen, I'll be very brief because I know you probably got a kid you're nursing. You'll be bit in just a moment. Probably. Last week, we talked about surviving gas stations, rapings, <laughs> and being abducted. I opened the show today with a NATO general from NATO saying you need to be prepared for 36 hours. Should war come, should break out, should the apocalypse, you need to have water, uh, flashlights. And then I made the comment to that is my family would probably all die. I definitely know me and Victoria Kate would die. We have no skills. I think Olivia could survive just off the land alone birthing raccoons and squirrels and eating them, taking ice baths. Uh, Michael, I don't think so. Uh, Stella, I think she could outwit them. And I told Phil, I said, I tell you the kid that would survive, it would be Sophia. Because you have a survival guide, right? Like, tell us a little bit about what is it? Well, it just tells you how to survive any worst case scenario that you could think of. So if, if the apocalypse hits, do you feel confident that you could survive 36 hours? I only have to make it 36 hours? That's it, yeah. Yes, if it's only 36 hours, of course I could. What do you think the maximum amount of time is you could stay alive if the zombies showed up? Oh, zombies? Uh-huh. Oh, I would just stay inside, and I could live a long time. As long as I had food, I could live a long time. If I have to outrun something or, or do anything with, like, outdoors, I'm not going to live a long time. So do you have enough food to last a long time there in your house? I do. I have three granola bars. Okay, cool. But I have been preparing and storing up for my kid. <laughs> for the um, apocalypse, but I'm storing up in my body. So I'm taking oh. in excess calories daily to make sure I'm prepared. Well, that's smart. Yeah, if I had to fast for a, a long period of time. You could go time, how long without fast. food then? A, a while. I have a good amount stored up that I can spare. Okay, cool. What can you share? Like you said, you have a book of survival. Could you, because we want people to be prepared in this show. We've already helped people learn how to be prepared. Should you have bubble guts? And could you share something from the book that you think could help people? Should there be a crisis and how to survive that crisis? Well, yes. So I was, I was going off of last week. I spoke to your listeners about if they got kidnapped. Mm Mm-hmm. So I have in my survival guide how to jump from one car to another. So let's say you are kidnapped and you've got to get out of this van. What are you going to do? So wait a minute. Before we go, this is an actual chapter in your book, How to Jump from One Car to Another. 
Yes, how to jump from one car to another. I also have how to jump from a motorcycle to a car, how to jump out of a car, but this is specifically how to jump out of one car into another car. So let's say you did get abducted, and I see you got abducted. I'm following in my truck. You're in the van. Tell us how to survive. Now, the key word you said there was truck, because the first step, you want the person who's coming to get you to have a convertible or a truck. I do. Because it's going to make this whole process easier. Okay. So step one, you're going to monitor speed and distance. So you have to gather yourself mentally, knowing you've been kidnapped. You got to get out of this car. See how fast you're going. Make sure the person coming to get you knows how fast you're going. Mm -hmm. Anything over 50 miles an hour, your cars have to be right beside each other. So you're going to jump. It's got to be directly across from where you're going. Okay. The lead vehicle has to check where they are. And now you want the lead vehicle uh, to not know they're coming for you, right? Because if my kidnapper sees you coming, they're going to start speeding up and getting away. So you kind of have to watch the lead vehicle and be careful. (laughs) Step three, you're going to line your car up with the car that the kidnapped victim is in. Mm -hmm. They have moved to the rear seat. So if I'm kidnapped, I've moved to the rear seat and opened a window. And I'm hoping my kidnapper is still driving and not Mm -hmm. coming to check me. They have to maintain speed and my uh, rescuer has to be able to keep the speed with the kidnapper. Mm -hmm. Step six is crawl through the window. So you're going to hold on to the roof with one hand and the B pillar with the other hand. Are you familiar with the B pillar? Yes, I am. That's good that you are. I am not. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what a B pillar is, but Mm -hmm. you're going to hold on to that with the other. Mm -hmm. So you have one hand on the roof, the other hand on the B pillar. Got it. Got it. Step seven, you're going to position your legs and feet. So your left leg goes out of the car. Your right foot goes on the windowsill. We're assuming this is a large window. Okay. And then all you do after that is jump. So I was going to say, what if you're fat and can't fit through a window? How would a fat person get out of a van or a car? It doesn't tell you that. That, I think that's where the convertible or the truck comes in. Okay. Because then you don't have to jump through a window. You just have to land in the other car. Yeah, it'd be a lot easier for a fat person to land in the bed of a truck than to go through a window. Of course, yes. Maybe you could open the back trunk okay. and the the truck could drive reverse up to the van and you could open the back doors of the van and just go straight from the trunk of the van into the bed of the truck. Well, I think what we're going to do is call you every week for survival skills because you have a whole book, right? I have a whole book. Anything. Murder us- bees, murder clowns, how to cut your own arm off. How to cut your own arm off. Wow. Yes. So yeah, I'm... Well, we're going to call you probably every week and just get some advice. We we yeah. have no clue. I'll go through the book. All right. I love you, dear. Have a great day. Bye. The, the, these are children I raised. I um, It's shocking. I know. But but I read you need to disciple your children, and I try. Uh, let's call. I, I don't even know what to say to you. She's never going to answer, but I'm going to see if my daughter Olivia could survive 36 hours. Yes, yeah, she could. I don't know how we got on this topic, but it's fun to see that none of us are going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to make it. I mean, if, if a zombie gets you in a van, uh, Sophia could get out. So you'd have to ask the zombie, hey, do you have a van? And you have to be not fat. Right. I don't know. 
she's not going to answer. So let's just drop the topic. I think it's clear. You say you can make it. Yeah. I can't. My family would make it. Your family? Mine will. Yes. Uh, well, several of them will. So if you've been listening, we hope we're helping you. Accordingly, you need to be prepared for 36 hours. Have a flashlight with workable batteries. Have some water on hand. Right. Um, Sophia said you just can store up fat yourself and survive. And you, there's all kind of things you could do. Lucy says be well prepared. Know where your gas stations right. are. So let's totally flip the script. You yes. and I went out of town together. Talk a little bit about that what what was your takeaway we, we traveled together for a few days the mark and phil show went on the road i um i had a great time we went to a conference down in statesboro and uh, i thought it was great we first time the mark and phil show went on the road all the road yeah it was uh, i thought it was great i thought we had a great time there it was we stayed in the same room together i'm a little now uh curious as to why you want to talk about that because i think i'm a good roomie mm-hmm. i think i do well with traveling with other people mm-hmm. i like traveling with other people mm-hmm. with most other people mm-hmm. not not all people but yeah mm-hmm. i thought it was great so you're good to share rooms with other men um yeah i mean see i'm not i that's what i told you like i i think i remember saying to you i said hey yeah let's um let's go to this conference right. together and hey if we need to share a room we will right i never do that ever right. that ought to tell you how the market bill it's you it's me and because i legit I, I went to go stay with a guy one time he snored and right. you know what i did Left. went down to the lobby i gotta have another room yeah. I, I sleep so light that i can't sleep with other people in i never share a hotel yeah. room I'm, ever i'm cool in different beds like if it's i'm not i don't like really sleeping in the same bed with a guy that i'm on a trip with so if if there was only one room one room one bed would you sleep with the guy or would you take the floor i would t- make him take the floor and i'd take the bed yeah same here or vice versa but vice i versa. would never yeah. ever ever will i sleep in the bed with another yeah man. i'm not cool with that. i'll take the floor i'll sleep yeah. in the tub yeah. that's that's the general man code right yes is that not a code between men there's a bunch of men code like if you go to the movie theater together you, you s- leave a seat you leave in a between seat. Yeah, yeah you never sit stuff like that yeah. yeah stuff like that. so you and i get the man code yeah because i say hey are there two double beds you right. say no there's a bed and a pullout couch yeah. i took the high road said no i'll take the pullout couch you said heck no i got the pull i out can couch. sleep anywhere you you're a marine you can sleep yeah. anywhere and, and we did share yeah we shared a room it was great room we had a little curtain remember two, the- little curtain between us we would pull at night so be no temptation <laughs> there yeah um, no, i will say not. i want to this is what i want to talk right. about because i learned some things first you sleep fully clothed like you have long pajama tones you you sleep in a t-shirt is that normal no like, do you wear clothes when you no. sleep? when i go out with and i'm with a team or like missions or like me and you go out i'm, I'm gonna sleep in like pajama pants why shirt. Are, you, are you ashamed of yourself no i'm not ashamed of myself well, why a pajama shirt and long johns pajamas? i don't just want to go parading around in my skivvies you know well it's night you're sleeping it's not like you're going hey i want to yeah. give you a little fashion show here do you I, like my skivvies and we we did have a curtain i don't know it's just something that i've done do whatever so no matter where you go if you're with other people you'll have a shirt and jammies yes. on the long john jammies yes. okay cool yeah, I, yeah. I just thought that's kind of strange because most fellas just go to the boxers jump in bed you know well, that's how i sleep I, I guess most it's not like i go around and go hey can i sleep right. with you see how you, you sleep taking I, a twitter poll or something I, yeah, yeah. I, I probably need to because i don't have any information on that yeah that kind of shocked me 
because I'm a boxer guy. I'm a I'm modest just, guy. I'm just like, go in the bathroom, get your boxers right. on, come back out, go to bed. Right. And then I look, I look out there at you, and I thought, my God, it's like Victoria's Secret. He's fully, <laughs> he's fully clothed. Secret. He's laying there, That's, and so I mean, fully clothed. I had pajama pants on and a shirt. And you know what shot me? Second thing what? that shot me oh traveling God. with you again, okay. the fact that we shared a room together right. is that uh, your size. We right. we pick on it two ninety nine point six, right. maybe over three hundred, but we're, we're not, not weighing today because you right. said I ate too much and I'll be embarrassed. Right. You don't snore. Yeah, I'm not a snorer. I, I was shocked. I'm a I very thought, quiet sleeper. I thought he is, he's going to have to snore. No. By the time he lays down and all the fat distributes out right. and yes. you're going to, you yes. don't snore at all. No, I'm, I'm quiet. I'm that was not. awesome yeah. because I'm already preparing myself mentally. Like Lucy's right. thinking bubble guts. Right. I'm thinking Phil's going to keep me up all night because no. I'm a very light sleeper, right. like super light. Right. If you roll over, I wake sure. up. Kind of, not you. I very rarely even get up to use the bathroom. Like I noticed once that. Once I'm in. I'm in. This is the third time. Okay. Uh, I, I do pee a lot at night. Well, I say a lot twice. At night? You, it's all the time for you. Yeah. yeah at, at, you know, like 50, 59 years old, it's like I'm going to tinkle and enjoy it's it. like I'm going gonna, out with a pregnant woman all the yes, time. Yes. I'm going to own it, and I don't mind that. I Praise God for bathrooms. However, I got up about 1.30, mm-hmm. and you're snuggled up because I have to walk past your little... Uh, your little pull-out couch, and you right. got your little teddy bear there, right. snuggled up in your little uh, Victoria's Secret Long John Jamie's, right. sure. your teddy bear, and sure. I go, and I tinkle, right. and then I come back, and you're still there with your little teddy bear snuggled up, right. and so I go back to sleep. Well, right. about 3.30, 4 o'clock, I wake up again, right. and um, and I do. I will say, I do admit, probably the reason I, I, I pee a lot is right. I keep it super cold. Right. Like, it's cold. I like that, sure. Yeah, as cold as cold can get in a hotel, Yeah, because I'm not paying for it, right. so I'm going to use it. I get up again and I walk by no snoring and you're still in the same cuddle position with the little stuffed animal. You haven't moved. Yeah, I'm I'm a quiet No, you haven't moved. Yeah, that's you how haven't I am. flipped over. Yep. You haven't straightened your legs out. Yep. You're in the same fetal position, snuggled up to the little teddy bear dog thing you got, and you need a little jammies. And now I start going, he's dead. <laughs> and now I'm con- like, literally, I'm like, oh, oh, should I just go? Hey, Phil, you okay? Right. Like, you're not, you're not snoring. No. You haven't moved in five hours. Yes, you're in the. Your legs are the same position. Correct. You're still facing the same way. Your hands are still. And right. now I'm thinking he, he died. Like he's had the vaccine, third nipple. We've talked about right. that. What right. if? And no, you woke up perfectly fine, no. and you did not move. Is that normal? Yeah, I'm, I'm a quiet sleeper. I don't really move. You don't uh, flip and flop all night. Like, I'm going to no. go from the left side to the right side to the no. left side of the back to the front to the stomach. No. You just, once you're out, you're, that I, was shocking to me. You know, you know the dogs that will, uh, before they lay down, they'll, get in, they'll go in circles uh-huh. and find that perfect position. Uh-huh. Once I'm there, I'm there. It's true. I know people think I'm just making, no. I, and I'm saying that because it's so shocking. I, you're the only fellow I've ever shared, and it's not often. It's maybe three times in my life right. that I've ever shared they didn't snore and they didn't move. Yeah. And that wore a little Victoria's Secret yeah, no, jammies. That's not their and uh, so, man, that was awesome. I had a good time. Yeah, I loved good. it. Uh, I didn't feel any any tension between us as two men sharing a room. Did you? There, no. I, I, we watched we football. football. I was going to say, watched, yeah. We watched football together. We kind of like, hey, hey, it was a great day. Oh, but, it was good. But you know what did scare me? What? Uh, you know, I've got the little automatic truck start thing, which I like, especially right. if it's 19 degrees out. Well, right. well, I, I go, uh, 
I, I come to the truck with you right. and then I go, Oh God, I forgot my, uh, I think tag or something. I had yeah. to run back up the room. Right. So yeah. I ran back up the room. You stayed in the truck. Right. And, uh, and so I go back to the room and I run back down. Oh, my coffee. I forgot my yeah. coffee. So I ran back up. I got my coffee. I come back down the truck yeah. and, uh, you're just sitting there in a nice warm truck. Yeah, it was great. All dressed, non-snoring, non-moving feel. Great little room partner. Sure. Uh, it was you great. Know, and, and I pull up, and, and this this is what's, uh, when I get in the truck, what, what was playing. So so I I get in the I get in the truck and I'm like what? I cannot control what is played on the radio. So two guys. Right. Straight, I'm assuming. Yes. I think you're straight. No, 100%. I didn't feel tense in there. Right. I didn't think he's looking at me in my boxers. You <laughs> right. you stayed focused on the football. Sure. And I didn't really think, man, I'd like to have those little jammies he's got. Right. I don't need your stuffed animal. Right, sure. And, and, but then I get out. Was that awkward? It. I mean, I. it was just a really perfect time. It was perfect time. As yeah. soon as I opened the doors, sharing the night. Yeah. It, it felt I, a little awkward no, to me. I can't control what's being played on the radio in your car. But did you feel awkward? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was obviously a little like, uh, this is weird. Yeah. It was weird. I did look over yeah. because I thought, that's weird. Yeah. Because I didn't feel anything. I, I wanted to act like nothing was happening. So I, I was looked just over. Looking I want to say this. I looked over as that's playing in the background, <laughs> Dr. Hook. Sharing right. the night. Right. Ooh, yeah. It's a good song. I looked over at, you know what? what? I didn't feel any attraction at all. Yeah. No, there's Did you feel attracted to me? 100% no. 100% no. 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 Yeah, no. I felt confident. I'm yes. like, it's just a song. Right. I'll deal with it. And I quickly changed the channel to some blues thing. Yeah, right. I think we did laugh for about 20 minutes. Like, that was awkward. That was weird. And uh, and I think we were both good. Like, I feel I'm good. good. Yeah, Are you I'm good. good now? Yeah, no, I'm good I'm now. good, too. And uh, then we go to Mellow Mushroom. That right. was awkward. Uh, you made it awkward. You... You made it awkward. I'll just put it that way. I, I feel like the the listeners need to know uh, how you what you said to the, to well, the waiter. Well, I, I gotta set it up. So so I go to the Mellow Mushroom that I always because I was back in my hometown. Right. Hey, that's where we met for the first time years ago. Yeah, years. So thirteen years ago, you and I met at that Mellow Mushroom. You were being yeah. hired at the church I was at. Yeah. I met you for the first time. So we're gonna go back. I love Mellow Mushroom. Our viewers know that. We pull right. up. But it's a college town, Georgia Southern University. I went to school there. It's packed out with people. Like when I left, you you could not on this on little drag strip we ate on. Right. You couldn't find a parking spot. There's college kids right. everywhere. Right. There's right. traffic. You're waiting at red lights. Right. Right. So we pull up. I think it was 8, 30, 9 o'clock. I don't remember they were closing at 10 and we got there like 940. 940. And I was like, are we sure we want to go in and bother them? And I even made the comment. I was shocked when we pulled up i was like god there's places to park because yeah, it, it was friday night even it like, was friday you know, night and it weekend played, night it, it was empty and it's like right on the college yeah, campus right. kind of thing so right there at the college campus so that's the setup we get in there's probably six people in the entire restaurant <laughs> right, right. and i'm kind of thinking 1980s when i was there 1990s right, right. early 2000s when i was there like it's always packed right. the streets are packed with college kids right. it's a college town sure and uh, we you know so that's the setup nobody's in mellow mushroom and but i will agree 
agree. It was awkward. I didn't think it was awkward until we got back in the car and you go, dude, that was awkward. Yeah, was so weird. what was the deal? Well, so we sit down, we're eating, and uh, all of a sudden you ask where all the college kids are. Uh, where where are they? I don't, where are they on the other side of the town? Are, is, are, there, are they somewhere else? And it was awkward to me that we're two men over 40s uh, and, and you're asking where all the young kids are. Like, hey, we're two single guys looking for young girls. Where are they at? And it was just awkward for me in that moment. Yeah, I see. I didn't even pick that up until you said it. Yeah. Because it was that way. Because I remember the waiter looking at yes. me in my white beard like, are you a pervert? Yes. Right? Did he look- I felt like we were the guys that were driving the van that the guys are going to have to get away from. I, I didn't even pick that up yeah. until he walked off and you busted out laughing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and you got that. My God, that was awkward. Dude, you can't ask where the young kids are. Where- and as soon as you said that, dude, you cannot ask. <laughs> Ask where the young kids are. I suddenly was the guy yeah. in the white van. Yeah, you're, hey, we're the young. Kids. You're the abductor. I, I, yeah, and so we laughed about that for two days straight. Yeah, you can't because everywhere we went, you'd yeah. be like, ask them where the yeah. young kids are. Where are your young college girls? That they're pretty. <laughs> I felt like that's how it came out. We can't. It did looking back on it, but I didn't say girls. Right. I'm like, hey, where are all the college kids? Oh and he looked at me like, well, why would I yeah. tell you? Are you going to yeah, abduct them all? <laughs> that's kind of the that's way. Because I thought even his answer was awkward. He's like, yeah. oh. Uh, yeah, the other side of town. Uh, the other side of yeah. town. And well, and then I'm thinking yeah. after you tell me, I'm thinking he's probably thinking he's calling people. Yeah. There's two old men yeah. here and they're, uh, they're leaving him. now. Yeah. And they were asking where all the college he kids are. He even said, yeah, his answer was weird. Right? The other side of town. And he said something along the lines of, you know, when there's a company that's bringing jobs into town and they're going to bring thousands of jobs when they come in. And I'm even thinking like, yeah, what does it have to do with right now? He thinks that we're perverts looking for a hookup. I didn't think that until he walked oh, off so and funny. you busted out laughing. It was funny. And you said, dude, that was awkward. And I'm like, what What? what yeah. was awkward? And then now I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. He definitely thinks these two old men yep. are here looking for college kids. He probably looked out to see if we had a white van. Yeah, looking for college kids. So, well, did you enjoy the weekend? No, it was great. We had a great time. Uh, men's going, conference. Yeah, men's conference in Statesboro, Georgia. This great church, good pass, great pastor. Um, I thought the conference was great. I thought you did great Sunday morning. Uh, I, yeah, I was I was proud and happy and all that good kind of stuff to be able to go away with you for a weekend. It was a great time for me because it brought some closure as well as some just some good uh, testimony because yep. Pastor David, who's at New Covenant Church, if you're listening to yep. Statesboro, Georgia, great dude, great church. Um, I, Robin and I were pastoring there 13 years ago when I fell apart. So that was the church that I was coming out of when uh, just massive disaster in my life, which is how I met you. Right. Because I had left that church and I was being restored and I was part of another ministry and they hired you. That's how you and I met. Yep. So it's been 13 years. Since I've been back, Pastor David had a men's conference and said, hey, would you come? And I said, well, I'd love to. And so he said, well, hey, if you're coming, would you speak on a Sunday? Yep. And so for me, it was kind of a very surreal, meaningful, touching, right. thoughtful because to stand back on in the house that Robin and I left 13 years ago and just to be able to love on people and, and the 
the neatest thing for me is how many people were there when it it went down poorly in my life, but were still there serving God and got to see what sure. God did in, in Robin and I's life 13 years later. What yep. a great testimony that if you'll if you just won't throw in the towel, if you'll hang in there, if you'll stick it out, you know, and give. And that was one of the things I said in the you know my message that there is a part of life that if you'll just give God time, He can make all things beautiful. Yep. Yep. And uh, so man, yeah, it was for great. Me, for me it was very touching give me a takeaway what was one of your takeaways from the weekend i just thought it was great knowing your testimony and stuff especially sunday morning i mean it it, it all came full circle for you but it was really cool to see all the people who uh remembered you or knew you and came up to you and just loved on you i thought it had to have been just such a, a really good moment for you uh and and the power of your testimony and how everything did come full circle and how the bible is true god makes all things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose that that verse rose up in my heart this weekend for you and i, I because I, I see it i saw it play out so i loved it thought it was great thought you did of course wonderful and uh, it was a good weekend yeah i had a good time i thought it was well and uh, i was touched and uh, i appreciate uh, the friendship so i know we get on here and we joke and we cut up with each other and we laugh and uh, i go back to the original what I said to you is, hey, I want to do a podcast. I want to talk about the deep things of God. And it's kind of melded into just two friends yeah. laughing and cutting up. And it's fun. And I appreciate it. And those that listen along, I appreciate it. We just try to sit around and tell you a little bit about our lives and a little bit about, uh, you know, the daily things that we do. So thank yeah. you for sitting in. It's going to be a fun it's year. Fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Are you excited for a it's good gonna year? It's going to be a great year. Best year ever. going to be exciting. You know why? Because I'm going to get batteries from a flashlight. <laughs> And here's what I here's what I'd like to say. Right. I, I look at you know you heard Sophia yeah like you you can put on physical weight and survive. Right. And I like to know that you're a friend and you look like just how you look. Oh my gosh. That you you probably got a good two or three months in you. Yeah, no, that's why I can survive for a while. I could just off that alone, I can make it to two or three can, weeks. Can I say I, anything the, you the want? The military general guy, right? Mm-hmm. No way. That's a U.S. military general. And for a general to say the it just bothers the mess out of me as a former Marine, uh, for a, a military general to give advice on an apocalypse and say batteries are the most important thing in the first 36 hours makes my head want to explode. Mm-hmm. That is the dumbest thing that I have ever heard. What do you think is the most? If war broke out right. this year, what's right. in, in Phil Anderson, what rank were you in the military? I was a sergeant. I was an E-5. Sergeant Phil. Yes. We'd have to call you Sergeant Anderson. Yes. yes sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, well, give Sergeant Anderson you got your little flock of Marines. All of a sudden, man, an MEP goes off, an right. EP. There's no electricity. There's no food. Right. What would you say? First of all, when... when Not some, a flashlight. No, no. First of all, when something like that happens, you got to have your wits about you. You've got to know what you have, and you've got to know what's going on. Well, there because goes a whole when generation. You're in, right, when you're in a battle or when you're in anything like that, battles are loud. They're confusing. Uh, their con- communication is going to be really important. So if you have a family, you have to establish some kind of plan of action. Uh, secondly, obviously, food and water are going to be a major concern. And then maybe this is a little old school for this generation, but you have to take up arms and be ready to repel borders against whatever is happening. And so your first priority is you and your family. Okay, so your, your, your advice, because right. Sophia gave advice, right. you need to make sure you're driving the same speed. You need to, you know, she, yes. she gave she, advice. Lucy like gave steps. advice, plan for filling stations. Bathrooms, yeah. 
and yours is food and water and communication. Yes. And, and take up arms. How uh, would you, you communicate to. if all the cell phone towers are down with your family? Do y'all have a plan of communication? No, but we have, um, like if something were to happen at, like that, like we can't communicate, we y'all have, know where to go. We know where to go. Okay. Yeah. Don't tell, so, don't tell people, it, yeah, but no. you know where to go. Yes. Okay. And the kids know where. And we do that even when I go on mission trips, because obviously cell phones are, you know, probably we we don't all have one. We have in our planning of the trip, there's a centralized location that if something were to happen, Mm -hmm. this is the, this X marks the spot. This is where we go. You know what Omarco has? I have ham radio. Oh, okay. So I can ham radio it to people like, hey, I'm here at wherever. Your family's going to hear your ham radio. No, no, you don't want to advertise you got food. You don't even, you don't want to advertise your position. I have ham radio just so I can know what's going on. So if it all goes down. That's a good thing. So if it all goes down, I got a ham radio and I can listen to what. Yeah, that goes in with communication. I mean, you've got to be able to communicate, keep your wits about you. You've got to know what's going on. And uh, yeah. Well, I I appreciate it because I'm going to go home and sit down with all my family and say, hey, if it goes down. We're meeting at the Marathon gas station. Right. We're going to start with taking care of Lucy. We're yes. going to get our battle plan with our keys. Right. Just tell her, have your car ready to run people over. Marathon gas station, we're going to meet together. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm ready. Okay. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate it. We hope this, this episode has touched your soul and blessed your soul. And we hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to my dad's podcast. Make sure to follow along and help us by sharing this episode with someone you know. Thanks again. Have a great week.